the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Yeah, so Joe Biden, uh, in a former life, apparently, talked Strom Thurmond into uh, doing something Strom Thurmond didn't do, vote for the Civil Rights Act, because, of course, uh, Joe Biden is always one to uh, jump on anything that might be able to play, might be able to allow him to play the intersectionality card. Uh, Joe Biden needs overwhelming support of the black community, of the Hispanic community, to win the election in 2024. Uh, the polls show that an increasing number of blacks and Hispanics are deserting his party because, well, crime is up, the economy is not working for them, and I can imagine that if Donald Trump is still a free man and is still able to be on the ballot, which in New Hampshire they're already starting steps to keep him off the ballot, and this will be emulated by other states too. If Donald Trump is able to campaign, I would imagine that one of the things that he will campaign on is what worked for him in 2016, which is to tell minorities, what have you got to lose? This guy's not doing anything for you. Obama didn't do anything for you. Biden's doing less for you. So as you look at the Supreme Court ruling that outlawed affirmative action. And as you look at the way Biden and others have just said to leaders on college campuses, ignore all that. Just ignore it. Just do what you want to do. You don't even have to eh, pay attention to it. Supreme Court, illegitimate. This provides a place where those who are not happy about the hiring of Ted Carter as Ohio State's new president to start their campaign to undermine Ted Carter before he ever gets to campus and starts in the job that he is hired to do. I said on the day after he was hired that the stories in local media about, look at how much this guy is making. Wow, he's making a lot of money. Wow, he's going to get really, really rich being the president of Ohio State. I mean, he's going to make millions, and he's got perks in his contract and a golf club membership and a social club membership, and he gets to live in the president's mansion. And never mind that every president I've ever covered at Ohio State, going all the way back to Edward Jennings in the 1980s, got the exact same kind of contract, the exact same pay that was at the top of the Big Ten and among the national leaders and the exact same perks, never mind all that. Ted Carter comes in as a military guy, head of the Naval War College, head of the U.S. Naval Academy, a decorated combat veteran, flying lots and lots of missions, being in charge of the Top Gun Flight School where we train Navy fighters. Ted Carter is not woke. In fact, he doesn't even like to use the word woke. He doesn't like to talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And Ted Carter's hiring is a clanging alarm to those who want affirmative action continued and they want political ideologies furthered on college campuses as long as the political ideologies are those of the left-wing media and academics. They're probably not interested in 
right-wing politics, conservative politics, which they don't know if that's Ted Carter's politics, but they're a little bit nervous about it being his politics. And so, Max Philby, Columbus Dispatch education reporter, writes a long piece today about how it's going to be impossible for Ted Carter, political down-the-middle guy, to stay political down-the-middle guy. And Max Philby either says what he wants to say or gets other people to say what he wants to say to show us how unworkable, in unable Ted Carter will be to pull this off, that he could actually be open-minded and nonpartisan in being the president of Ohio State. And Max Philby uses Senate Bill 83, which all the academics hate, because it would outlaw DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. He hates the fact that this is being diminished on college campuses. He hates the fact, Max Philby does, the dispatch does, the academics do, the left-wingers do, that affirmative action is outlawed now in the United States as a way to advantage minorities in being admitted to colleges like Ohio State. And so Max Philby's going to bring up Senate Bill 83 again as a demonstration that, well, he's going to have to take a position on this. And if he doesn't take the right position on it, well, then we'll know that he's really a conservative because, after all, he served in the military. Here's the sentence. Although Carter is intent on remaining apolitical, it's clear. Why is it clear? It's clear to Max, if not to you and me, that Senate Bill 83 will force him to get involved. I don't know why. He could just sit there and wait and see if it passes because it's not law yet. But according to Pranav Jani, president of the Ohio State chapter of the American Association of University Professors. Wow, that's a woke word salad. Uh, Jani, who is also an associate professor and director of Asian American Studies at Ohio State. Imagine this guy's business card. It's continued on the next business card says he hopes Carter comes out forcefully against the bill. Why? Because Johnny doesn't like the bill, and because Max Philby doesn't like the bill, the dispatch doesn't like the bill, academics don't like the bill. Because academics want to continue the grift that is DEI. How many people at Ohio State owe their job to DEI? How many people at Michigan and Illinois and other universities around the country owe their livelihood to diversity, equity, and inclusion. A lot of them do. Tens of millions of dollars spent on it every year. Eric Smith used to be one of those guys. Eric Smith was a DEI counselor. Eric Smith is black. Eric Smith was on Jesse Waters last night. They had him on as a way to talk about what's going on in NASCAR, where NASCAR has a diversity scholarship. Right now, and they say in their application process that you're not allowed to apply for this scholarship if you are white. Gee, that seems illegal, unconstitutional. So that's the reason why Jesse Waters had Eric Smith on last night to talk about this NASCAR thing. But they got into a conversation about the general approach to DEI and how it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. 
think about it. If you're making all that money off of racism, the last thing you want is for racism to go away. Right? <laughs> right. You're going to perpetuate it. You're going to see it where it isn't. Uh, the, my, the, the major tenet of critical social justice pedagogy uh, is don't ask if racism happened. Ask how it manifested in this situation, which is to say there's racism everywhere, right? And you know the, the saying, uh, if you're a hammer, then everything's a nail. Well, if you're a critical social justice activist, everything's racist. That is exactly right. 100% right. Now, last night on News Nation, Chris Cuomo, I don't know how this guy has a career, got into a discussion with Vivek Ramaswamy about Vivek Ramaswamy saying that Ayanna Presley, Jamal Bowman, other members of the squad are in fact racist when they talk about whites being evil and blacks not getting enough opportunities simply because they're black. First of all, you know that you do not analogize uh, a black member of Congress or a black anybody to a member of the KKK. You, you know that. And, you know, I heard you say on the show yesterday, oh, but let's be intellectually honest. OK, let's be intellectually yes. honest. You know, let's be that, intellectually that honest. Hakeem Jeffries, a, you know, that's not a Hakeem place Jeffries to go. in a much more in a no, that's I, not I, united. I believe, let me just let, let me just be honest with you, Chris. I think the way we unite this country is having more open conversations in this country. There is a gap between what people are willing to say in private and what people are willing to say in public. And I think the way we get to national unity is by opening up those conversations and closing that gap. See, Ramaswamy made some mistakes in the debate the other night, and he's a guy I'm never really sure if he really thinks what he believes or if he's saying it because he thinks he's popular. But on this count, he's absolutely right. In that there is a gap between what we really believe and what we say, and the gap results from people being fearful of saying what they really believe. In a country where free speech is a bedrock cornerstone, supposedly, of our political discourse and of our culture, you should not be afraid to air those kinds of opinions. But you are. It is a subtle censorship that's going on. Well, I banged on the dispatch today a fair amount. Uh, shame on me. I guess I should play something. They got a little national notoriety today on uh, the uh, Fox Morning News with uh, Dana Perino. On Fox, they have a segment called Dana Reads Sports. It is uh, a way to kid Dana Perino's lack of sports knowledge, so they say that it'll be highly entertaining to listen to Dana Reed Sports. And guess who she was talking about today on this Tuesday edition of Dana Reed Sports. Dana reads sports. So, Brad, I wanted to show you this. AI is striking out. The Columbus Dispatch paper using an artificial intelligence tool to write its sports stories, but it's pulling the program after getting results like this, like something I might write. So the Worthington <laughs> Christian winning team, M.A. Scott, defeated the Westerville North. Losing team was Mascot 2-1 in an Ohio boys game on Saturday. One thing's for sure. Bots are much worse at talking about sports than I am. I feel like I could actually write that and or say that in a robot voice and That's get away right. with it. I think you could. And plus, your evolution of sports knowledge is quite something. Yeah, her evolution of sports knowledge is better than the AI-generated stories. I've read these online. They're awful. It's just a bunch of nonsensical sentences that give no details on the game other than the score. And in that particular case, a fill-in-the-blank mascot. It was like Joe Biden reading a teleprompter. 
he read the part in parentheses, and that's what showed up in that dispatch story. So good. I guess they'll not cut their entire sports staff down to the barest of bare bones, which they've already done. Uh, Now, I wanted to finish the Ramaswamy-Chris Cuomo exchange because it was really smart. And the way Cuomo starts this, and this is so common of the media, is to start with a false premise. I'm going to establish the parameters up front. This is how the conversation will proceed. You've done something wrong because this is not allowed. But in court, they call this assuming facts, not in evidence. Here's Chris Cuomo assuming facts, not in evidence. First of all, you know that you do not analogize uh, a black member of Congress or a black anybody to a member of the KKK. You, you know that. Why? Why not? What is, he, what is he really saying there? You can't say that a black person in Congress is analogous to a member of the KKK. Why? Because to Chris Cuomo and to others, what he is saying in that comment is blacks are incapable of racism. That's what he's saying. That's a kind way of saying it. It's a way of saying blacks or any other ethnic group are incapable of racism merely because they are members of that ethnic group. They have been victimized horrifically by racism, so they therefore cannot practice racism. That is 100% false. 100% false. Ilhan Omar is a racist. AOC is is a racist. Not against blacks, against Jews. Being anti-Semitic is racist. Racism exists in our world. It exists across all ethnic boundaries. It may be worse in some populations than another, but for Chris Cuomo to say, you can't do that, is ridiculous. Now we pick up the conversation a little bit later on where Vivek Ramaswamy is fighting back. Some people think the way we get to national unity is by showing up in the middle and compromising. Good people believe this, even in the Republican Party. I reject that. I think the way we're going to unite this country is by reviving the principles that unite all of us as Americans across our diversity, being uncompromising about those principles. Those are radical principles, Chris. This nation was founded on free speech, open debate, self-governance, the unapologetic pursuit of yes. excellence. These but are radical the right ideas. To say These are not modern ideas. Th- yes. Having the right to say something we both know is not the same as whatever you say is going to be right. And... That's correct. That so let's not, talk about the actual is, substance of it. When you say you don't go well, there, but this, I disagree. But what I'm saying is, Ayanna Presley, I, I, I want to just, I want to just really clarify, Chris, go, for go your ahead, audience, please, please. so we're not just having a meta conversation about what I said. I want to be clear about what I said. Ayanna Presley clearly says these are her words, not mine. We don't want any more black faces that don't want to be a black voice. We don't want any more brown faces that don't want to be a brown voice. Well, you know what? At points in our history, we have had people who have talked about black faces and brown faces to shut up, sit down and do as they're told. You know who did that? Yes, the Grand Wizard of the KKK. So, yes, I know that's a little provocative, but that's just the truth of the substance of what she said with her own words. And the reality is when Hakeem Jeffries Jeffries said the same thing when he's comparing Donald Trump to the Grand Wizard of the KKK, somehow the left wing media was fine with it. But when I'm using Ayanna Presley's own words... Then there's an issue with it. And that's a double standard, and I will not abide it. Good for him continuing to talk over Cuomo, because Cuomo just won't even hear of it. 
Cuomo lives in that cocoon where to hold people accountable for racism is a one-way street. He will hold whites accountable for racism, and if they're guilty of it, they should be held accountable for it. But he will not even consider, he will not even consider that another ethnic group could be guilty of racism because there's so much racism in the past of America that any racism practiced by any other ethnic group now, be it AOC and Ilhan Omar and Ayanna Presley against Israel, or be it Ayanna Presley, Jamal Bowman, and Hakeem Jeffries against whites, it's fine. It's fine because they've suffered so much. Ramaswamy disagrees with that vehemently. He's able to have a smart conversation about it. We need to have more conversations like that about it and take a page from his playbook and don't be shouted down about it. Now, I understand you might be in an environment where you're not insulated from morons holding you accountable for a viewpoint you don't have merely because you dare say something that they can never bring themselves to say. But just about when I'm ready to check out on Vivek Ramaswamy, Vivek Ramaswamy, he does something like this, and I go, no, no, he's an important part of this conversation. Now, we are also about to hear more about the recurrence of COVID and a new COVID strain. We are getting the EI strain of COVID now, the election interference strain. And yesterday on The Five, Harold Ford, resident Democratic voice on The Five, was advocating for another COVID vaccine. I think the message from is get the shot if you want. I if will. If you want it, don't, go ahead. Don't get it. Where you're going to get another one. I just said I'm not going to ask anybody if they're it? getting their shot. Get, I won't wear a mask, but I'm going to get the shot. You are? How, what number shot is this for you? I've had it every t- So I'm, I'm <laughs> doing one in October. I have one in April. How many? One, What's the total? So this yeah. will be my seventh. Oh. <laughs> seventh and I've had COVID three times. Coming up. <laughs> you really have to be a moron to get a COVID shot in April and in October. Every six months, ladies and gentlemen. He's had seven of them. Seven COVID vaccines. Is he still, like, really Harold Ford? Or is he a bot now? With all that mRNA inside of him. What an utter idiot. And again, I don't use the word idiot blithely. An idiot is someone who has the availability of knowledge and refuses to pay attention to it, refuses to have their behavior altered by the availability of knowledge. Is there not enough information out there about what COVID vaccines do to a healthy person? Harold Harold Ford looks healthy to me, except from the neck up. He's not healthy from the neck up because he's a Democrat and because he's headed for COVID vaccine seven. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.